Good morning and welcome to FIGO, a parenting experience podcast. I am your host, Daria Stan, and I welcome you to join me in this experience every Sunday morning. Let's drink our coffee together and talk about everything that could interest you about parenting. Hello and welcome to FIGO, a parenting experience podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing with Chiara Cortesi, an experienced doula here in Malta, about what it means to have a positive birthing experience and how a doula can help achieve that. I have met Chiara a couple of years ago while we were both working as child carers. She is a happy mother of two. She went through birthing experience herself and helped many, many mothers achieve what they want from their birthing experience. Hello, Daria. Hello. We managed. Yes, finally. Good. Okay. How are you? I'm all right. You? Okay. Shall we start? Do you want to tell us what you're doing? What is a doula? Okay. So, um, so I'm Chiara and uh, I'm uh, 33 years old. I'm, uh, I'm Italian and uh, I started my career like a child educator, but now from a few years I'm working as a doula. Uh, Adula is someone that basically helps mother and support families during pregnancy, birth and postpartum. And uh, I do that uh, by emotional support, by education, help about uh, seeking information and uh, about practical support as well. What do you mean practical support? can be anything. I mean, in pregnancy, I can come with the mother to the visits or help her to organize everything for the baby that is coming. And uh, the most big part about the practical support is for the postpartum, because uh, sometimes uh, the mother just needs some uh, support in reorganizing her life and her balance with the baby. And uh, it's very important to take good care of the mother, because sometimes they are very focused on the baby and everybody is very focused on the baby, but the mother needs good care too. So she needs to eat well, to rest, to have some time for herself, and I can help with this. Yes, that's true. That's a really big help. I remember back eight years ago when I had Luca, I just, uh, honestly, what put me back on track was just a friend coming over and set me down for tea. That helped a lot. I, yes. You suddenly have to see the value of setting down for tea when you have a young baby. <laughs> Yes, of course. And having a little of adult conversation is very important too sometimes. Yes. Because you maybe spend a lot of hours alone in the house with the baby. Yes. And before giving birth, so you said you provide also education. Is it like uh, preparing for the birth? Like the courses prepare for what's happening? Like the Lamaze? So it, it is preparing for what's happening, but in a very different way. In fact, I'd say it's very complementary to the parent craft of the, the Midwest course because, of course, give some information about uh, what's happening in labor. But the aim is to find out uh, what you would like for your labor. So what would be for you the best positive experience possible? That, as you know, it's really different from person to person. There are women that are, uh, prefer having a, most, a cesarean birth, for example, or other that wants a most natural possible birth. And between these two... There's a lot of variety. Intuitive choice. So what I do is really make sure that they know as much as they want and uh, they 
they are sh uh, they can make their own choices. This is very important because I've seen that uh, having a um, ex positive birth experience has nothing to do what with um, what it's really happening, but how you experience it. So how much you feel in control, how much you feel you you want what is happening, and how much you feel you can choose. Even if one emergency arises, uh, if you feel like uh, you know this is you're doing something or you're receiving some treatment because it's the only uh, thing to do, but you accept it, it's very different from I'm just taken uh, from the doctor and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I had two very opposite experiences. So uh, I can say that with Luca, it mostly happened to me than me being in control. Mm -hmm. And with Mia, I felt a bit more in control, probably because I was also more informed. So that's why I was asking about the courses, because it's, I, I feel that information is very important beforehand. Because if you know what to expect, even if something has to change, for example, I don't want uh, any sort of anesthesia, but uh, with Mia, I, mm -hmm. I did take I refused the epidural, but that's about it. But, you know, it was an on-the-spot, the moment decision. The pain was in such a way that I needed it. But it felt very different for me seeing that I needed that from Romania, where I was just injected without even telling me what they're injecting. Yeah, I feel it makes a big difference. And what I would like always mothers and fathers as well to know is that they can never say because sometimes you know hospital have protocols and the doctor just do what they are used to do but that doesn't mean that if you ask for something different they will say no they will be happy to to support you especially the midwives so if you have something that you really don't want or if you really want just ask for it that's what i would really want to say to the mothers because sometimes uh, you just go with what is happening and you think that you cannot stop it but it's your body and so you can really ask for something different is that what you want what about when uh, the doctor doesn't take a mother seriously it never happened to me in malta but in romania when i told them i for example i specifically didn't want an episiotomy mm -hmm. i was literally laughed at and told that i'm too little and that it's normal procedure and how would you guide the mom yeah, I'm sorry for for your experience because nobody should be loved at during the birth in general, not but ex especially in this particular moment that you are already vulnerable. But uh, what I try to um, to say it's I suggest the mother the right questions to do. So if the doctor push for an intervention, you can always ask: Is this really necessary? How are the percentage of risk if I don't do it? How much can I wait? this kind of question that give you numbers and that a doctor is uh, like um, obliged to reply because it's their, their role to protect you and to help you. So if they see you know what you're talking about, normally they're more likely to, to support you better. That's a very good suggestion. Well, I didn't know that at 24. So what do you love about working as a doula? Oh, it's a difficult question because I really love my job in general. But uh, I think that the, the, the things that I love more, it's uh, being uh, like allowed in the sacred space, what is basically the, the house after the baby is born. So it's a really magical moment where you have, you know, the mother, the baby and the father that are like in their, um, in their own nest. And this new life just started, this new balance is just starting. And 
gap between them. It's really something that always moves me. And the other thing that I really love is when I see mothers that uh, are empowered by the experience. So they are growing with the experience and they don't feel uh, it's something that it's just painful or just hard, but it's something that is changing them as human beings and making them grow as human beings. Because uh, if you talk with anybody that gave birth, they remember very well the experience. It's incredible. It's something that just sticks into your mind. You may, re- you may forget, you know, the pain or some details, but how you were take care of, of uh, how was the experience for you, this really sticks into your mind. And so when it's a positive experience and you feel like you are powerful, this is something that empowers you for life. So I really love that. Yes, yes, you're right. I mean, I can totally recall with maximum detail the birth experience eight years ago. I can definitely recall the birth experience I had one year ago. I can tell the difference. (laughs) And yes, you're right about the sacred space. As I know, when I had the doula visit after uh, giving birth to Mia, it felt like uh, just allowing that person in the house was something very intimate mm-hmm. uh, because you're in a more vulnerable place. You probably, no, not probably, definitely don't look at your best. Uh, you're definitely not having the perfect house. Uh, definitely you forgot something because it's just mom brain. Mm-hmm. And having someone different witness that, it's quite an intimate experience. And I think it helps if it's someone you already know. For example, in your case, the mother would know you before birth, right? Yes. I mean, there have been cases in which they just call me after because they see that the experience is a bit more complicated than what they were expecting, so they, they reach out. And this is also good. But what is really ideal is when I follow the mother for all the path. This is better because they, they learn how to trust me and I learn a lot about them. And so I know what, what they would like, what it would be important for them. But it happens sometimes that I just go after and uh, um, it's, it's still fine. I mean, I normally try to listen as much as possible to understand who I'm dealing with. It's nice because mother normally comes with a lot of very practical questions. And I try not to, re- to reply with practical things, but just listen to them and let them come out with their own ideas that are normally just perfect. So sometimes it's just staying there, presence, watching them while they give a bath to the baby that they think, I know I cannot do that and they can do it very well, but they just need someone to be there to, to tell them they're doing, they're doing right and they are good mothers, which they are. That's amazing. That's amazing because uh, if I would, for example, ask for the first bath for help from my mother or from my mother-in-law, they would literally take over and probably I would mm-hmm. make me feel less of a mother. So having someone to just assist me and raise that confidence would be much helpful. Mothers and mothers-in-law, it's a bit um, controversial because in a way they are the person that after you love the baby more. So for sure. And they love you. They love you as well. So for sure they will put their heart and hands and everything to help you. But they tend to be conditioned by their own experience. So sometimes they give a lot of advices that they work very well for them, but maybe they're not just working for you. So sometimes they give some pressure to, to new mothers, even if they do with the best heart and the best intention. Yes, yes. And I think with the best heart and with the best intention, then they also a bit uh, overstep the boundaries because they don't see it because they're so close to you. 
and for example, uh, just like I said, completely taking over the bath, uh, giving the baby a bath instead of the mother giving the baby a bath, or uh, putting the baby to sleep completely instead of allowing the mother to be present. And uh, as much as they love the baby and they love you and they're doing this for altruistic purposes, it might actually put the confidence down a bit. Yeah, something that, that can happen. I just um, it just came on my mind one thing that I was breastfeeding and uh, I was just there and we there not trying and trying again because you know it's it's something that has like scientific scientific basis but it, you need a little bit of experience to put it in practice it's not something that somebody tell you how to do it and you do it and so we were just trying and at one moment this baby really latched well and she said yeah, it's not painful now and she was like this look I'm doing it so happy that she really made my day and uh, say yes you are doing it it's not me yes exactly that's a wonderful feeling very empowering what do you consider to be the most important moment in a mother's journey and a mother's care um uh, it's hard to say because i was i'm thinking this is very personal there are um, mothers who focus on different part of the experience but uh, in my experience, what I see is that if pregnancy is not going super well, most mothers tend to cope very well with it because they kind of expect that there can be discomfort or some uh, problems or, you know, not, not ideal always. But what it's really giving them a huge print is the birth and the immediate after. So um, it's something that I think the way you take care during your birth, the way you think you're coping during your birth, and uh, the immediate after, so the first hours and days with the baby, at the moment when you are extremely vulnerable and you really will have a, a big like print from them. So I think this is uh, something that I agree. I focus on. You know, I have a friend that works um, in a, a house for the elderly, and she works with Alzheimer patient. And she said that as much as some of them, they don't recognize you, they don't remember where they are. When she came, come up with a doll and ask them something about their birth, if they're still able to talk, they always lit up and have something to say. So really amazing. Even with really Alzheimer's, amazing. they still remember the birth moment. That, yes, that's something that remains with you for life, definitely. Yes, I do consider that the birth and the immediate moments are very important also. And, uh, but while it's subjective for everyone, I think that also it's the most that the moment that transforms you. I mean, for example, from a, a pregnant woman to a mother, it's a transforming moment. And uh, also, yes, it is. I wanted to ask, what's the difference between an experienced mother in this particular situation? So the, a mother who has a, her second child, her third child, her fourth child, and the first mother, first time mother. I think it's all about confidence because I've seen even in my own experience with my first baby, I was 25. I was, um, I mean, I was experienced with babies in general because I was working with children, but it's very different when you have your own. And I was feeling so anxious, like, oh my God, she is she breathing? I'm doing well, I'm doing something wrong. Well, with the second one, in a way you feel more confident. And so you like feel the experience a lot less heavy. And uh, even if every baby is so different, so there's still a lot to learn with the second one and the third one or the fifth one. 
but it's the way you leave it that is different that you feel like i did it my first one is healthy is a good a good boy or a good girl i'm happy and so i'm able to do that so yes I think but exactly in the birthing moment do you see there's a difference between first time mothers and mothers who had more children i'm not a good example because my first birth was such a mess let's say and the second one was fulfilling and sort of healed the wound i had before but I'm thinking, how would is the second birth for mothers who already had a positive first birth? Is it easier? Is it uh, less of one? Ex I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Maybe you saw other mothers going through it. Well, birth it's always very powerful and intense, whichever baby it is. But probably with the second one, you know a bit more uh, what's going to happen. So even you know when you're first mother. A uh, lot of them tell me, but how can I know when I'm in labor? While on the second time, you really know it because it's something that you cannot, uh, I mean, you know that, you know how it works. But uh, you said something interesting because I have a lot of mothers that comes to me after the first birth experience because they were not satisfied with it. And so it's kind of with the second one, uh, you understand why the birth is so important. So you try your best to make it as positive as possible especially when you had the first one that was not yes, ideal for yes, you. Yes, I did that as well. Uh, but it's interesting uh, that you mentioned that uh, first-time mothers don't know when they go into labor. As you know, me and my sister were pregnant at the same time. The babies are three months different. And uh, I uh, had her with me during the birth. I wanted her so she can experience what it looks like. So it, I thought it would be less frightening for her. But uh, nonetheless, she was still wondering, how do I know when I go into labor? And I was like, well, you just know, you just feel it. It's something I can't really explain. <laughs> it is. Even with the pushes, not the still, but uh, you know that you have to push. For sure, you know, don't worry. It's just something that when you experience, then you understand why it's like that. But uh, the, before... Yes, yes. What makes your job difficult? So I think my job is made difficult from fear because there are a lot of people that really don't understand what I do and so they are scared of it. So sometimes, you know, there are doctors that think that I'm going to take their role, which I will never ever because it's a completely different thing. And same for the midwife. I love midwives and I think I will never want to take their role. I just want to work with them and to support them. And, uh, and about the, the parents, it's the same. Sometimes they feel like uh, they don't want to know, they don't want to take the experience in their own hands, but just leave it to the doctors. And uh, this is to be respected, for sure. But I see that it can lead very often to traumatic experience. So this is a bit difficult. What you're talking about is sort of a disconnect. We are disconnected from the birth experience as a society, not as a person. And uh, we're leaving it in the hands of technical professionals, medics, and we're looking about it as a scientific approach rather than a human approach, which it actually is. We've been doing it for millennia. Yes, we are disconnected from pain, we're disconnected from the body, we're disconnected from the sexual aspect of our body, and we're disconnected from death, for example, in our society. There are all things that are like taboo but they are part of the human yes, experience. Yes. Is it your job difficult because of the 
practicality of the hospital. For example, right now in Maltite Mother's Day, there's only one person allowed with the mother. So the mother would have to choose between the partner and having you there. Yeah, that's a big practical difficulty for sure, because I've been to Mother's Day sometimes, but it's just because I had mothers that didn't have any other birth partner. And uh, the fact is that I think really women should have this choice because it's, I'm not replacing the husband in any way. I leave to the husband all the parts that is uh, love, support, uh, and uh, even um, cl physical closeness sometimes. What I do is I can support the birth partner to better support the mother because uh, we focus a lot about mothers, of course, because they're their body, but partners can feel very lost too when you see your beloved one in pain when you see that she's maybe in an unpleasant situation and you don't understand it because you don't have her hormones that are guiding you. I remember even during my birth when I, when I feel the, the, the urge to push, I normally get very, like, I don't know, hot, you can say. Uh, I have to express my emotion with shouting or grumbling or something. And I, I remember telling my partner, don't worry, I'm fine. I've never been so, so fine till now because I'm, I'm feeling very well, but I need to express my emotion. Otherwise, he was scared to death because he never seen me like that. <laughs> I can imagine. So I, I think it's really important to see, to help the birth partner as well and to support them and suggest them way that they can stay close to their partner. But, I mean, working with fathers here in Malta, I've seen really amazing fathers that try to understand as much as possible. So, me too. Me too. I'm, uh... As in my experience of working with parents, I've seen very amazing fathers that uh, immediately after they took an advice from my workshop, the next week they would come and tell me how it worked in real life. It was amazing. Uh, fathers here are really involved. It is. It's just when it comes to birth, they cannot experience it and so it's not their fault but it's normal they need a bit of guide guidance and explanation because it's bodily as well yes uh so um what's your vision for the future what would you hope it will change as a, i don't know as your work or as a society whatever the hope it is so i live here in malta from five years and a half now and during these five years, I've seen some good changes. I've seen more mothers that uh, step in in their own care, that decide to take uh, the experience in their hands. So I'm hoping that slowly we are going to to change a bit how things are. I mean, I have nothing against Mother Day. It's a good hospital, and I'm sure the people that work there do it with their best uh, the best they can but there are things that can be improved there there really are especially in birth choices and uh, i see that these changes will happen only when mothers will start to take their own health in their hands and i hope this is going to happen soon i have some other colleagues here we are trying to work together toward this objective and uh, but we really believe uh, it's, it needs to come from the mothers first so um, from my side, I try to educate as much as possible, to empower as much as possible. And I hope in a few years there will be more choices, more midwife-led care and, um, and better birth experiences in general. Yes, I hope that too. Uh, Mother's Day is amazing. I mean, the simple care and the simple privacy that you have the own birthing room is something you don't see in other countries, many other countries. And... Uh, I did felt good, but yes, 
I do feel like, for example, what would be good for me might not be enough for others. And uh, definitely more choices and more availability is always, always an improvement. Mm -mm. What needs to happen is that mothers start to understand that do, they do have choices because this is, I think, something that we still work a bit on. Have you had a mother with a traumatic, ex with more than one traumatic experience, let's say it? Because I also feel that it might be a, once you had a traumatic experience, you try to conceal it by thinking that's how it's done and shut it down that that's how it's done and then continue having traumatic experience if you have more children. It happens. There are mothers that think that what happened to them is just the way it needs to be. And sometimes they even get a bit, uh, they go a bit against other mothers because they say that that's the way, so just don't, don't complain. But if they wish, there's always some work that can be done. What I like to do with mothers is always to retell their birth stories and tell me what is making them upset and giving them time to, to recover. But what it's really important if they understand their pain, it's uh, something they are allowed to feel. They're not bad mothers because even if they have a healthy baby, they are not happy with their experience and they wish they had something different. They're not bad mothers if they're still feeling uh, upset for their birth. It's something that they need to feel like they are allowed to feel. That, yes, that's very um, true. Sorry? That's very true. I, I mean, as I said, I had a, a negative uh, experience and uh, telling my birth story and uh, feeling that uh, others have gone through it and that uh, it doesn't make me any... I don't love my son less because his birthing experience wasn't mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, we are used to say that uh, healthy baby is what that matters, but this is not true. The mother matters, the birth matters, the baby matters, of course. The new family balance matters, everything matters. Mental health matters a lot. Yes, yes. Especially to cope with what comes after. Because exactly. they are making it look like once you're past the birth, you're out of the woods. But actually, once you're past the birth, you just enter the woods and the whole parenting experience starts that has its challenging moments. So uh, mental health is very important through all the journey. Totally. And as you know, even when the child grows and gets a bit older, it sometimes is not how much what you do, but how you feel while doing it and how you respond to your child. You know, we always say this child is misbehaved, but sometimes it's just the way that parents respond to them and this again comes to their confidence I think a lot and how much they feel they are parenting actively or not just letting things happen and how much they feel they are empowered to have an impact on their child behavior. Yes exactly that's, that's exactly like what I was discussing in my first episode uh, parenting from a place of anxiety parenting from a place of fear shows in the behavior of the child because they will feel if you feel fear they will feel terrified because it's just that much bigger for them and uh, if you don't have confidence some children might 
of course it's different reaction but some of them might close in and some of them might step up and answer back misbehave to uh, step up in that void confidence role there's no one in the driver's seat so they'll take the driver's seat and what is so important about confidence i feel that uh, it's when you pardon you always make mistakes like everybody and you always have doubts it's i think there's no like the perfect parent that even me when i parent my children sometimes say i'm doing the right thing but what it's important is to say okay i'm a human being i can make mistakes but i'm doing my best for my children and so i don't have just to say blaming myself but just be proactive and try to make the best exactly this comes a bit also from your previous experience how you were feeling in the first day with your baby if you felt always like i am the parent and uh, in the good and in the bad i can make a difference for my child but i don't have to blame myself if i one time i did i do something that is not ideal i think it's important yes 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 it's very important to accept that we are human beings and we we do our best given our knowledge our abilities and sometimes children are beautiful creatures that just go in their own way, you know, so it's, it's hard even to accept that they are not us. Yes, it's very hard to accept that they are not us. And we always try to compare them. Does he get this from his mom? Does he get this from his dad? Where <laughs> does he get that behavior? It's very interesting how we see children. But yes, uh, it's more interesting how children see us. And that's where confidence plays the, the biggest role. <laughs> I, in my workshops, I always like to make the parallel between the mother ducklings walking in front of the okay. ducklings and every, all, all the little ducklings following her. She's never looking back. She knows that her children are behind her. And uh, a parent's journey. That's how confident you should be. You should feel confident to do you be sure that your child will follow. That's very interesting, yes. Animals have a lot to, to teach us. Even regarding birds, I always make comparison with animals because they, they follow their instinct and it's very important when you give birth. Yes, animals show us a really primal way of living and there's so many lessons we can uh, learn from them. Uh, thank you, Kiara. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Um, no, I think we had a very nice chat. It was so. really my pleasure to talk with you. Mine as well. So thank you for being here with us. I will have next week Melissa talking about uh, breastfeeding. I think it's quite the next natural step after you're there with the mother in the first days and maybe the mother's experienced some difficulties in breastfeeding. So the natural step would be a breastfeeding counselor to see where they can ask for help, how they can get help, you know. Did you need any breastfeeding help in your journeys? Um, so with my first, I had some little problems, but luckily I was very informed and very stubborn, so I kind of managed by myself. But I've been in contact a lot with the Lecce League International. Okay. And uh, I really suggest these organizations to any mother because they have the best information, the more updated. I'm a member as well. The counselors are really amazing. They are really not judging. Uh, sadly, they are known a bit like they are the Taliban of the breast, but they are not. They will just help you for what you want to do. So I remember my, my tutor, because I, I have been studying a bit with them, that was saying, you need to add the mother to achieve her own goal. If her own goal is to breastfeed once a day for one month, you go with that. You don't force her to do more. 
and so I, I really like their um, their, their approach. mentality. And, um, yeah, their approach. I had a lot of troubles again with Luca, probably coming from the negative birth experience. But uh, I had a lot of support. I had the uh, well, sort of La Leche League because La Leche League is mother to mother, and we had a support mm -hmm. group made out of mothers in Romania, and they supported me. So from uh, literally going out of the hospital with formula to breastfeeding for years and a half, just thanks to their support. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's why I want to share with mothers also about breastfeeding and with Nalisa, because I feel like supporting each other gets us a very long way. Um, Nalisa is great help for many mothers as she, she's always been and um, uh, what I wanted to say is that what it's important to remember in breastfeeding is that even if it's a very natural thing it doesn't mean that it's easy in the first days there are so many little problems that can arise and the good news is that most of them or the majority of them can really be solved with yeah. some professional help so don't feel bad if you're having problems it's not that you're not functioning or you don't know how to be a mother this is very, very, very common, and there are people who can help. Yes, like yes. it's a natural process, but it doesn't come naturally. <laughs> no. Thank you, thank you, Chiara. It was nice having you here. Uh, have a nice day, and uh, goodbye. Bye. Thank you. with Chiara Cortesi inspired you towards a most positive birthing experience together with a doula. Next week we'll meet Melissa Bujeya to talk about breastfeeding and all the pros and cons and all the benefits and all the challenges and everything that awaits you in your breastfeeding journey. See you next week!